yeah, this goes back to that masculinity thing, but it's intensity. It's that intensity. Mm-hmm. I've had guys who just can't get angry. Yeah, yeah. You know, get angry. Like, I'm the most passive guy in the world. Like, I haven't had a fight in God knows how many years. I'm the happiest, chirpiest guy. I might look up, but I'm really... Ch- you know, I don't, like, I don't like confrontation, right? But when I'm in the gym... I'm freaking angry. It's got to come from somewhere, right? It's got to come from somewhere, and I channel it in my training. That's probably why you're not an angry guy. You haven't had a fight because you're channeling it into your training. I love it. It's a good way to do it. Even talking about it now, you can tell me. Come together. Yeah, nice. Good one. Stuff crust is the way to go. I'll tell you what. I'm blown away by how good that cheese pizza was. I had a Domino's a couple of days ago. Mm hmm. Can't say I enjoyed it more than that. That was that was special. You finished yours? Oh yeah. Digging on mine, mate. Go ahead. Oh no, I couldn't do that, mate. I'm just taking one. I'll give it I'm gonna all day. Mine's gonna be freezing. Oh well. I'll pace myself. Pace myself. <laughs> I tell you what, though. Without stuff crust, forget it. T- Domino's is overpriced now. Yeah. What is it like? Twenty quid for a pizza? I mean, if you get it just on its own, delivered, yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous for a pizza. Yeah, it's a fair way. Might as well make your own. Yeah. Fucking stupid, isn't it? Anyway, I think I've pissed off everyone enough eating pizza, chewing on the mic. <laughs> Mr. Stephen Walker, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. Well, I'm obviously on the tail end of a bit of man flu, which nearly took me out. No. Um, I'm fairly convinced that the You're virus... You're a robot. Stuff, yeah, it, yeah. It, it would have been a, a virus that... Had anyone else called it, they'd have been dead within Would have been 15 dead. minutes. 100% agreed. Probably the equivalent of being bitten by five or six rattlesnakes. Agreed. Um, but I survived. Yeah. And, uh, it's been tough. I had a bit of a headache. Do you think people take us seriously? Oh, <laughs> What's not to take seriously? He thinks he's Bronson. He'd... <laughs> there have been a more serious couple of guys than us, mate. You know? Oh, that's but, hilarious. Um, but yeah, mate, it's just exciting. Obviously, nine days set up to the big move to Spain now. Yep. Super excited to be running our first fitness retreat at the end of January. It's going to be freaking epic. Yep. I'll bring that up on screen now. I'll bring yeah. your ad up. Nice. I'll, I'll try and do what a silent one, the one of you training. Yeah. And then at the end, we'll put the one of you, yeah. you speaking on the... Yeah, I won't, won't, won't plug my products too plug much. Plug it now. This. Plug it now. Should I face the camera? It's all right if you want. You're a showman. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so the program we're doing is called T90. T being for testosterone um, and obviously transformation. It's a 90-day body transformation program utilising all these skills and techniques that I've used as a natural bodybuilder to win a British title for over 15 years, working with men to change their bodies to build insane physiques. And again, naturally, we don't give you any testosterone addition. You're not taking steroids. You're just eating right, sleeping right, being happier, healthier, building confidence and just looking freaking amazing. But more importantly, we teach you the habits to make it last. And it starts on a beach. You've got four days working out on a beach, competing against other men, running up mountains, working out in our gym, and then we do we give you a you know a nice bit of accommodation in the hotel and some seriously good grub. So I forgot really you won an award. Yeah. I forgot you won that award. Yeah mate. I went on your website when I was getting all the photos from my website for the author bios and yeah. I was like, oh fuck, I forgot you did that. Yeah. I went and searched it, I had to look through the competition. <laughs> Looking good. Jeez, mate. The shaved head. Looking uh, tanned, lean. You know what? It's funny to see. I was like, oh, nice. It's, it's amazing the power of a tan now as well. Like, you know, you, you tan anyone up, they instantly look Much better, 20% right? leaner, bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Starting times, though. Even the, uh, like, really dark black guys tan, don't they? 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Well, I know some guys. All they'll literally do is they'll put on a bit of baby or just kind of like polish it so you can see the. Uh, like LL yeah. Cool J style. Yeah, yeah. He used yeah, to do that yeah. before he went on stage, didn't okay. he? Yeah, just do the abs and yeah. with a name like Ladies Love Cool J, you don't expect anything less, do you? No. Oh, is that what LL stands for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at that. Was that actually his name or is this his rapper name? That's his rapper name. All right, okay. I think. I like to think it's more yeah. amazing than that. I yeah, like it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Beautiful boy. LL Cool J. Ladies love him. Oh. Probably had a, probably had one of those like real shitty normal names. They all do, don't yeah. they? Yeah. They all have a terrible name. Well, who's the guy that went a bit wrong? The, uh, I believe I can fly. Ah, uh, uh, Kelly. Uh, I don't know how to hog tire people. What did the R stand for? Robert. Uh, Robert. <laughs> Should, is that in bad taste? Should I put this out? YouTube have got a new feature now where they're like, is this for kids? Every video I'm like, nah. <laughs> is it not for kids? That, well, no. Not oh. really, mate. No. Okay. Not really. Yeah, one day kids will grow up to be a man and think if they watch this we're just giving them a head start be, eh? that's what first man is it's yeah. your first step but it's yeah. becoming a man yeah, yeah. YouTube listen up yeah. Yeah, every video though they're like oh what's the age limit on this I'm like fuck yeah. how many times did I swear 18 18 yeah. is the age limit or 16 16 is yeah. fine well they, they say now don't they? they say that everybody's on the spectrum everyone's on the uh, gender spectrum well, yep. I think if anyone's on the spectrum and they're not sure where they are and listen to his podcast it's going to knock them very much into the man spectrum yeah they need to listen to this I think so yeah so we were saying before though isn't it like men are great just get shit on over everything we're bad at everything apparently we're the problem for everything we're the like toxic masculinity is the key phrase yeah it pisses me off especially yeah. running first man but I'm the type of person who will, you know, debate it properly. I'm not going to sit there and be like, I fucking hate women. I'm going to be like, no, look, I love women. Oh, yeah, likewise. <laughs> right? I really but... love women, by the way. <laughs> any women? Do you think we get any women watching this? I don't. I hope so. We will now with you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like no, having the rock on. I think women should be watching this because, you, you know, if you want to understand men better, you should be watching this because this, this is about men, by men. It's we men. Get, we're getting women laid. We should release a course. We, we should. How to get laid for women. Yeah. Just, just put our number up. <laughs> I put mine up. Chris has spoken for, I'm afraid, ladies. She sat over there and imagine she was. <laughs> <laughs> I always say when I'm doing podcasts, I'm like, oh, you have to get out. No, <laughs> Can you imagine some of the stuff we talk about? Oh, Good man. job we haven't, we haven't been drinking. Savage. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to get some drinks out next time. We're going to have to do a pissed up podcast at some point. Right. I'm going to save that for later. Otherwise, I'm just going to be doing this the whole time, yeah. just chewing on the mic. Yeah. Um, on the topic, let's get a bit more fitness related because that's probably why people tuned in past all the funniness. Um, the topic of like masculinity, whatever, men yeah. being great, everyone shitting on us. Mm. Testosterone, because me and you have done a few things on it. People yeah. have probably seen those videos. What's going on at the moment? Like we said before, kind of the modern man. I mean, there's some positives to the modern man we're not beating our wives do you know what I mean that sort of angle yeah. we're not as racist we're not as homophobic mm. there's some great positives coming out of the modern man yeah. but there's also a ton of negatives mm. but they're being encouraged more than the other stuff Yeah. you know and I think there's a lot of good things about men what is going on with testosterone like we all know it's dropping like, I love hearing your take on this sort of stuff we've spoken about it at length before haven't we yeah we have yeah so I guess my take would be it's somewhat unique in the fact that I went on a journey to become the ultimate alpha male. You know, from being a kid who was 
I certainly wasn't effeminate, but I wasn't very confident as a kid. I had a lot of health issues, eczema, asthma, Just allergies. Pull that a little bit closer. Yeah. Or sit a bit closer. There we go. We go. There we go. We got it. Yeah, eczema, asthma. I should allergies. get some headphones, but never mind. Slick down, side party. Just not a very confident <laughs> kid. You know, lisp. You name it. Um, side party. And then <laughs> I saw your picture, didn't I? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, did, what was my comment? You, you look like all the three. You look like all three of the brothers from Malcolm so, in the Middle blended oh, into yeah. one. Yeah. Shocking, shocking. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was like, Steve, Steve won't take offence. You'll uh, find that funny. With my strong Caribbean features, with yeah. nose and lips and all that, you know, I, where I grew up, everyone was white, completely yeah. white. So even though I was quite fair-skinned, my big hair and all the rest of it was, was an issue. Yeah. Um, so, oh, well, the old flat shit has come up there. That amazed me too. That's um, why I'm staying yeah. away from the other three. Yeah. But a real slow starter with the ladies. I used to lie, I used to lie in my bed writing poetry to get to sleep when I was 15, 16. I used to keep a bottle of whiskey in my bedside table. I was the kid that always got served when he was 14 because he always looked older than his age. Whiskey I was 15. a little cocky bastard. Yeah, I was, the one, I was the one that bought all the pornos for my mates as well. Yeah, still I got them. What's that? Still got them. No, he used to hide them. Vintage in little, collection. Oh, I used to hide them in a little cupboard in the bathroom above the door. What was porn my like My mum found them a few times. What was porn like Well, there was a magazine it? called uh, Razzle, I think. There was one called Mayfair, which Razzle was fantastic. Yeah. I was in love with a woman called Veronica. So every, every once in a while, we'd find her in, in, in an episode, and she was just incredible. Yeah, there we long, go. Long brown hair, kind of like uh, Russian-looking massive boobs. <laughs> her figure was incredible. I've never seen anything like it since. Just unbelievable. I don't know what happened to her. Don't know her surname. But no, uh, no, I'm sure we can find out. We'll have uh, a little yeah. search afterwards. I'll try and bring it up in editing during that part yeah. of the video. Did you ever, did you ever Am buy a lad? I don't know if I've Here we go, I know we're going for a tangent, but did you yeah. ever buy a porno mag when you were a kid? No, Nuts, I think, was around Nuts. about that time. Nuts oh. was a magazine. Everyone was going crazy about it. The Sun was just giving people free porn Yeah. Um, on page three. Well, you'd I see used... a pair of tits, fake or real, and you'd just be like... When I had a paper round, that was one of the highlights, because I used to deliver the, uh, the Daily Star and the Sun. And I'd literally find a little bit around the corner, you know, yeah, give yeah, it a yeah. paper, look around the corner before you put it in the house, have a little look, and like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Give you that pedal energy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, the last leg of the journey. <laughs> sadly, Let's sad, get it done. Sadly, back then, I didn't even have a phone to take a picture of, so it's just all like, stored in there for later. You know? What was pre-internet like? Pre-internet? Oh, bloody hell, yeah, I forget. Yeah. pre-internet. So that's the thing, I Actually, had high-speed porn. Oh, see, I no, Pretty, I have a dial-up internet. So. By the time I had testosterone, I had high-speed porn. We used to have a guy that used to work in Tesco's, and he sold a homemade magazine. He sold it to us over the big Tesco's wall. We'd buy this magazine of him for ten p, and it was like a black and white pages of like porn, like porno mags that he'd just scan and put it on a page, and some other <laughs> random bloke used to buy it. What what year was that? Oh my word! I mean, I would have been about. Hey, I must be about 13, 12, 13 at the time. So, 24 years ago. Your team so, sounded like a fucking nightmare. No. <laughs> Porn, whiskey. Oh, mate. You're off the rails. I'd smoke a spliff out my bedroom window to try and get to sleep. So, at the age of 18. Probably a good idea. You know, at the age of 18, my mum's like, you're going to end up in prison or you're going to end up doing something stupid because I punched a hole in my bedroom wall. I got done for drink driving the door, a scooter yeah. the day before that I was um, even legally allowed to drive it. Tried to outrun the police on a 50cc, 30 mile an hour scooter. Yeah, how'd that go? Oh, well, yeah, great. Well, eventually they caught me because amazingly <laughs> I couldn't get away. Yeah. And I, there was a TV show at the time called The Bill. I don't know, do you remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember The Bill. There was yeah. a big fat guy with a moustache called Tosh. Yeah. So they've got out the police car and I'm stood there. I go, oh, well, come on, Tosh. <laughs> you know, I'm in a right old laugh. I think it's really funny. It was really hilarious until I was at the police station and then my dad turns up 
because he's had to collect me, and that was yeah. really, it weren't funny anymore, you know. I thought you were going to say he belted you or Tosh. No, no, Tosh, Tosh, Tosh. Tosh was quite nice, actually. My, my dad was in that yeah. era because he's in his 50s now. Yeah, yeah. So he was in that era where he actually had like a, I think he had a one, two, five, mm. and he got away from the police and he like chucked it down the alleyway, like got out of there. He was, he was like fucking Steve McQueen on his bike, a real dangerous bike rider, done yeah. it all his life. Got me into it as well, but he's very fucking good. Bit of a crazy motherfucker, as you can imagine, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, he was like racing away on this one, two, five, and he was just like popping wheelies, taking the piss out of them, and everything. He was absolutely nuts. But yeah, it was back in the day when when they caught you, they used to give you a fucking clip. Yeah, they they beat you up down the alleyway. Two or th- yeah, like two of them would jump out, smash the fuck out of you. So he was like, you had to get away if you got if if they tracked if they were like right, we're gonna catch this guy. He was like, you either got away or got beat up. Like, they didn't even want to lock you up. Do you think that's a big part of the reason why we get into these crime issues now? Is that Basically, it's a day camp for a lot of people being in prison. There's no deterrent, is there? There's no deterrent. There's no deterrent. And the police, they won't, they won't touch it. They can't do anything. They're mm-hmm. powerless. Like, I went to America for spring break uh, 10 years ago. By the way, at the age of 27, I felt like an old man at spring break. So if I went now, I'm 27 I like now, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was fantastic. Though. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, some very uh, kind young ladies. You yeah, I bet there is. Yeah, good, good fun. Yeah, you know, yeah. Offer a hand. Oh, it's cracking. Yeah, yeah. cracking. Superb. <laughs> Um, amazing <laughs> what you can get for a set of plastic beads anyway um, but yeah we're out there but when the police told you to move out there you freaking moved yeah. because they, okay you know people complain about police brutality in America but you had to respect them they, okay they had guns and it seemed a bit much but when they told you to move you, they freaking they made you move it wasn't like yeah alright mate you wouldn't think of uh, throwing a brick at him because they'd take your head off well the thing is and though so, what, what can you realistically do like let's say four guys burst in here right now yeah. All right, let, let's make it even. Let's say 20 guys, but <laughs> say, let's say four guys bursting here right now, right? And they're like, we're going to rob the place. Yeah. Are we going to talk to them? We're going to reason with them? Yeah. Excuse me, guys. Would you please just uh, take a seat? You know, yeah. you're going to, well, the only way we're going to either threaten them or smash their heads in. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you've got, there's some, t- some time you've got no deterrent. Yeah. It's like school kids. How are you supposed to listen to a teacher that goes, Johnny, can you please sit down? Can you please yeah. get off that chair? Or you're going to walk over and back of the head. He's going to be like, fucking hell. Well, see, I better sit down. See, that goes back to the whole uh, argument as well, looking at you know, how things have changed. I mean, I was brought up very, very biblical. Right? Dad being a yeah, yeah. mum being a midwife, wife. And um, we used to get a wooden spoon. I don't know what you got. but uh, he would, you The know, belt we, and the dab. Oh, well, there we go. So and we, the cane from the greenhouse, which held uh, plants up. That was a whip. Well, that's it. So you, 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 had, you had three weapons at this time. Yeah, we just yeah. had the wooden spoon. Yeah, yeah. And my brother loved it one day because my dad took the wooden spoon, whacked him over the arse, and it broke. And he was going, hey. And then but, the spatula um, came out. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. But the point is, at the time, when I was younger, there were times when I hated my dad. hated him for whacking me with that wooden spoon. Yeah. And I'm bloody glad he did now because it yeah. taught me values and behaviours that a lot of kids haven't got now. So I'm grateful for it. But there's a biblical thing. It says, spare the rod, spoil the child. And I think you're right. You know, you can't philosophize with a little kid. Mm-hmm. You can't sit down with a, with a kid that's playing up when they're at that developmental stage and go, well, actually, you know what? I think if you acted a bit like this and did a bit of that, give me a class. <laughs> you know? See, th- this is the predicament I'm in. I've said loads of times, I, don't, I won't be able to hit my kids. I'm, like, I, c- I can fight. I can fight very well. I've done boxing, MMA my whole life. Yeah. I don't like hitting people because I know I've seen what happens mm. when somebody's not that talent. Imagine just a little clip to your kid's ear mm. and they start crying. Like I've got the kind of personality where I'd be like, oh, like I want to talk the, I want to talk to them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just, I just think I know I'm going to be massively successful. I know their life is going to be from day one, 10 times better than mine was. Mm. You know, they're going to be wealthy kids. Mm. They're going to be rich, spoiled, never been hit. 
Like I'm gonna have to get them into MMA or rugby like young. Uh, I'm gonna have to like tell a big kid on the other team, do you mind just like tackling my son a few times? Or tell him the coach, like, can you discipline him? Because I don't think I'll be able to. And same with the daughter as well. This is yeah. a difficulty, isn't it? Like my, my brother Tim's a good example. So he's doing very well with his business. Great business. Fantastic personal training studio and the rest of it. Yeah. Um, great dad as well. Mm-hmm. But I guess part of it, because he's giving his kids everything we didn't have, they're not going to have that grit and hunger that we've got. Like, it's tough. They get everything they want. They've got 150 different dinosaurs. They've got all the toys they could possibly want. Whereas my other brother, I haven't got quite as much, but the kids are happy. They've got a lot less. But I'd be interested to see, because they've got so much, how do you keep that hunger inside them when they've got everything? So how do you create that? And, and, That's and so in fact, rare. I've got to say this, because my brother's eldest boy, Jack, and I've got to respect him for it, he came home one day with a taking part medal. You got, you had a, got a medal for taking part in a race. I thought that was a joke. No, no. They actually do this. Yep, yeah, yeah, they, they do it now, they do it now. And Tim actually said to Mrs. Lauren, listen, no, I'm having that. He said he can't have it. Yeah. I don't want him to get a taking part yeah, medal. It's he ridiculous. gets a medal for winning. Because what does that tell you about the real world? When you go to the real world, you'll be eaten alive. What the fuck is eating this now? Eating alive, eating alive. I, feel, I know we went off topic with the testosterone thing, but I feel like this is a big contributor to it. I feel like this sort of shit is yeah. the reason it's dropping so low, because competition's yeah. gone. Yeah. Like people don't want to compete with women anymore as well. Like I've seen yeah. that a lot. Like when I was growing up, I'd see a guy talking to a girl and I'd go over there and start talking to her at the same time mm. to maybe antagonize him, which might have been the worst thing to do, but I wanted him yeah. to get angry and then look at her and be like, oh, he's not, he's not right for you. You know, wind him up yeah, or yeah. like out alpha him and just be like, get the fuck out of the way without touching him. Just be like, hello, buddy. And just yeah. do a much better job. And then, you know, you get that little buzz and you'd be like, yeah, I'm taking her home. Whereas guys now, like what, what was that song? There's one I fucking hate. That song where that guy's like, I'm in the corner dancing, hoping she'll see me. I'm all alone. What's that one? I should play it on my phone. Dancing on my own. Dancing on my own. I'm over here dancing on my own, hoping she sees me. And it went to like number one in the UK. I, I, I think I can play it on here. I don't do ads, so I just fucking play it on here. Even though I'm slating it. Yeah, yeah. And I heard it and I said to my missus, I was like, that's the softest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, who, number one, who the fuck is writing that? Yeah. That's so soft. But number two, guys are going to hear that, be sat in their room without a date, without, you know, mm-hmm. going out on a night out. I didn't get any girls. And then playing that song and being like, oh, poor yeah. me, woe is me. Like, that's, partic- that's participation medal shit. You know, what you need to do, you couldn't get any girls, guess what? That's the best fucking thing that happened to you. It's the same in anything in life. You don't succeed. This podcast gets two views. It's the best thing that ever fucking happened to you. Do you know why? Because it tells you you weren't good enough. People weren't interested. She didn't want you because you're not good enough. You know, you go out to go and she rejects you. You shouldn't walk away and be like, oh, it should be, oh, great. That means she didn't like me. I wasn't good enough. I didn't execute well enough. I need to improve. You've just been told what you need to do. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it couldn't be any better. It's kind of like being with a girl who's like a girl cheats on you and somebody goes, oh, she cheated on It's like, that's the best thing that could have happened because she just showed to you what she's really like before you had kids, marriage, lost 60% of your income. Yeah. Like it's a yeah. celebration. Yeah, yeah. She'd be like, fuck, thanks for telling me because yeah. now I know. Whereas if you got like 20 years down the line then she did it or she's been doing it and you didn't know, mm. do you know what I mean? It's a good thing. And it's the same with these girls. You go up to a girl and she said, like imagine if they were always like, I don't like you, but you can hang around with me all night and watch me get with other guys. Do you know what I mean? You'd rather her go, do you know what? No. Because then you're like, all right, watch this. I be- what, it, what was it? And look at your- it takes humility, right? To look yeah, in the mirror and yeah. be like, I'm kind of chubby. I look a mess. I've got a bowl cut. My skin's awful. Maybe I need to sort my shit out. 
Yeah. You know, and it shouldn't be about, oh, look at the clothes you're wearing. But you might look down and be like, they're a bit outdated, aren't they? You know, and yeah. fashion's a little show of respect, I think. Yeah. I'm hardly one to talk, but in the future I will brush up a little bit, you know. But when yeah. I'm just doing shit like this, I just wear same sort of shit. But, you know, work on yourself a little bit. Like, it's a great signal. It's her telling you, it's coming back your way. This is feedback in real time. You're not good enough. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. You've got to hold your hand up and be like, yeah, maybe she's right. Yeah. And so many guys yeah. go, oh, it's her. She's a slut. She's a bitch. Yeah. They just want guys that are good looking. And you're like, well, you, you know how to do it. You know, mm-hmm. if you get in the gym, your looks improve by like 90%. Everyone knows that. Yeah. You, get, you can have a real ugly face and just like a massive shredded body and you look fantastic. It's, it's happened time and time again. Like everybody's fucking done it and nobody sees that. It's like, and that's just the gym. That's just step one. I'm just trying to keep this like gym focused because mm. you're here, but mm. that's just like one aspect. And you've got like orthotropics where you can like strengthen your face, your jaw, push everything upwards and forwards. Yeah. Get a decent haircut, you know. I think, I think what you uh, mentioned there actually made me think of uh, a guy I'm sure we've all heard of called Jocko Willink. Jo- yeah, yeah, Jocko. What, yeah. what was the book he wrote? What was the one? Uh, extreme um, Ownership. That's it. The um, Navy, no, Navy SEALs guy. Navy SEALs guy. But again, taking ownership, taking ownership. This yeah. is what old school men had is they had ownership for their own crap. Yeah. They rely on somebody else. They dealt with their own things. You know, they fought their own battles. They, you know, they had their own wars and they got stronger for it. Yeah. Um, whereas now, all this kind of mentality of blame culture and it's somebody else's fault and it's not my responsibility. In fact, somebody said, and I forget, I read it in a book the other day, that um, being an adult is taking full responsibility. You, you become yeah. an adult when you take full responsibility for yourself. Great club from a uh, great quote, even from a uh, fight club is when the uh, main character is talking about he's 30 years old and his dad says goes to him at first he says dad what should I do he says I, I should go to school get an education he gets that okay right dad what should I do next mm-hmm. next you um, you should get yourself a job okay right dad what should I do next uh, next you should get married and he turns to his dad and he says look I'm a, fo- I'm a 30 year old child how yeah. can I get married and that's, that's what's happening with us now we don't have that kind of tempering fire that makes us, you know, forges us like still. We don't have that thing that makes us a powerful man. Mm-hmm. So we get soft. We got nappies full of estrogen. I'm going to the um, testosterone thing now. Yeah. We've got nappies full of estrogen that, you know, it's been absorbed by kids and, and screwing with their hormones. I didn't know that one. Oh, well, yeah, There's estrogen yeah. in nappies. In those, that blue stuff they put in all these nappies now, yeah, which is all yeah. is massively estrogenic. My mum's a midwife. And it's on your she penis. She tells me she recommends It's on your junk. It's on your junk. All this stuff is being I didn't left know that in tap. Yeah, it's been wow. left. All this stuff's been left in tap water. Contraceptives also not yeah. being filtered out in tap water. You mentioned to me about the fluoride. I didn't know yeah. about that. So you think about these things as well. You wake well, up in the morning. You you take a shower. There's fluoride and estrogen in our water. You brush your teeth. There's fluoride in that. Um, you know, you're touching all these chemicals in the morning. The food you eat. You know, the cereals that you're eating. Like before you even get to work in the morning. You've maybe been hit by 70 like different types of, or not different types, but different estrogen from different things, like yeah. 70 different fucking things. Just like getting out of the bed, eating, brushing your teeth, showering, you know, and walking down to the fucking train station. Yeah. And you just getting peppered by it. And that's just like in the morning. And if yeah. you've got a missus or something, maybe she sp- like sprays a bit of hairspray, you know, a bit of shower gel, getting the shower, it's on your feet. It's just everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he's destroying us. Now, I'll tell you the one thing that fucks me off, and I wrote an article about it. I might bring that up in editing as well so people can see where to find that. Um, there's a little piece in there where it talks about 
testosterone like testosterone levels now doctors seem to think i'm doing a documentary on it soon i'll see if i can get you in there i'm gonna go and visit a testosterone clinic where they like do trt the replacement therapy when you get over a certain age so i'll do i'll do like a free ad for them to get them in on it and get some expert advice um but obviously it'll be useful for the uh, for the community as well i hate seeing fans and followers yeah like what am i justin bieber jesus do you know what i mean like it's community i hate when people like i want to say thank you to my fans like fuck off yeah. you're talking about they're not fans I mean yeah. Yeah, yeah. you died tomorrow everyone would cry for like 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> like don't get too egotistical yeah, yeah. but I'm gonna like you know it'll be useful for those guys so I'm gonna bring that in I'm gonna do like a whole documentary thing on it and uh, what was my point where was I going with that I we went were way going, off topic I'll get we'll get it get him well basically getting rid of those nasty estrogenic things that are everywhere yeah uh, we'll get it we'll get it it'll come back we'll get it it'll come oh. back have we drank it's been a long day though, hasn't it? Oh, maybe yeah. I need some more pizza. Oh, maybe you do, mate. Yeah, maybe I do. But basically on that topic, just, I'm just going to do a whole documentary on it. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to look into every single like piece of that. Yeah. Fuck, I had a genuine point. TRT. TRT. Where are we going with that? Yeah, you know me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know me. They should, that's what they should advertise it as. TRT, you yeah. know me. But on the uh, subject of testosterone as well, so... My life has been a case study. I've never taken um, any testosterone supplements. I got, I've, I got it. Go for it. You want me to go, or do you want to go? I'll finish. Yeah, I'll go quick. Yeah, you go. But I, I meet guys in the gym all the time that assume that I'm on steroids because I'm a big, bulky guy. Because I built a certain level of physique, they assume that I must be taking juice. And actually, mm-hmm. when you get everything right, your sleep good. You know, stress hormones are low eating plenty of food, drinking plenty of water, but more importantly, the mindset. I see my life as a permanent battle. Not in a stressful way, it's not a negative stress, it's a positive stress, but I walk around, I carry myself like I am the big dog, I feel like the big dog, and in my head I convince myself that I'm this big, powerful alpha male, so my hormones reflect that. I think a lot of people, what they do is they watch the news, they'll read the papers, Mm -hmm. and they'll start to believe this image about them, I'm just a little man, and I think actually the mind is playing a massive part on testosterone levels as well as the environmental. I think it's a two-pronged attack. We've well, got to think when you're drunk how confident you get. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's just a mental thing. That's a mind yeah. change. Everyone's yeah. the toughest guy in the world. Everyone oh, yeah. can pick up any... I can get any woman I want and I can beat up any guy in this club. Yeah. Like, where was that yeah. six hours earlier when you yeah. were sober? You know? But the point I was making was that article. Yeah. So in that article they have... Um, doctors now... That's what I thought about the testosterone clinic. Is Doctors now say that around about 650 is normal testosterone which is, I think right. it's like nanograms per deciliter yeah. I think that's what it is I might be out of my comfort zone here, right, but, yeah. you know, correct me in the comments if you need to um, but they say that that's normal like that's, the, that's where men should be like that's considered quite high and 250 is like still in the range so 250 700 is something like that and they're saying like that's normal mm. 250 was actually normal for about an 80 year old man 50 years ago wow yeah and it, like in our granddad's era apparently anywhere for like 750 was low yeah. or 700 was like considered low like a beta male and the alphas and the no, like normal guys were like a thousand to about 1007 wow yeah isn't that crazy Scary, and then our dad's era came down by a third and yeah. their sperm came down by a third and ours went down by another third from our dad's so we're like i don't know if there's a compound effect but it might be like what would it be it's a lot of percentage down isn't it uh, so it'd be yeah. a third and then a third again but you know you do the fucking maths like we are like one sixth 
I don't know if it would like amplify because it'd be three three. It might be one ninth. I don't know. But like basically, let's just say in between one sixth and one ninth of like what our granddads were in terms of like testosterone, manliness. See, you know that's that's interesting for me because I've, I've got two clients. You spot on. I've got two clients that actually. Um, I put our training sessions down to being a huge factor on them actually having kids. So these yeah, guys yeah. that spent a lot of money on IVF that had tried for years and not been able to have kids, but they had stressed out lifestyles. They weren't sleeping enough. Their confidence levels were low. They were smoking. They were drinking every day. I got them to be more confident, to stop the booze and stop the smoking and all the rest of it. And through just getting them lifting weights, getting them carrying themselves like a powerful alpha male, their testosterone levels went up 10, 20 times and they had kids. And I attribute a large amount of that to the training and the nutrition. See, I'm 100% with you. I 100% agree with you. The problem is you never be able to claim that. Like you, if you claim that for your advertising, for like, let's say your thing that you're doing yeah. in Spain, if yeah. you claim that and said this session or this like weekly retreat, yeah. you're going to be able to get your wife pregnant, you would yeah. get sued to fuck. Yeah. But the yeah. truth is this, it works. Yeah. You know, we like, there's so, there's massive problems and people will go to a doctor, infertil- yeah. uh, what, what would it be? Infertility clinic. Yeah, IVF or whatever. Yeah. And they're like paying all this money. Like maybe in America, they pay all this money or they go to a specialist. And so, so you know, just normal men are like, no buddy, you just need to be more masculine. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not really a bloke. Just mm. like, it, it sounds like such an old school answer of, oh, you have depression, toughen up. But in this situation, it's like, yeah, that's the fucking answer. How yeah. is nobody seeing this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't have a kid. Your testosterone's low. Think about it, buddy. You know, oh, how do I do that? It's like, it, it's so easy. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Do you know what I found crazy? And I really wanted to speak to you about it when you came on the podcast. Is that a lot of people say that, like, black guys have got more testosterone than more alpha. I agree. Mm-hmm. Right? But I see that doing this. It's like leveling out. Like every year that passes, yeah. there's, there's still, obviously I still think it's one-sided, but I think every year I see more black guys that are resembling white office guys with like the glasses. There's no, obviously there's nothing wrong with glasses, but apparently when your eyesight goes, testosterone drops in a man. Apparently that's what it is, right? Yeah. It's like one side effect. But they've got like a massive belly. They've got the man boobs. They've got like the double chin. They'll go out to a woman and be like, huh? And they've got like the squeaky voice. Mm. really like they, they resemble white guys they're slow at running you know like all the stereotypes they can't that's jump it, <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah, right yeah, yeah, like yeah. All, the, all the racist stereotypes yeah. and they're more reflective of white guys and I'm like oh maybe black guys are stuff were more alpha and higher testosterone because white people have lived in this kind of pizza filled I mean <laughs> you know sugary snacks sit at an office all yeah. day be a beta male environment for longer yeah but now it's catching up with the black community too. Yeah. Like you can see it, right? Yeah. It's, and I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, that's what happened. Mm. Like in the last hundred years since like the war, what happened to white people mm. is now happening to the black guys too. That's really interesting. Do you know what I mean? But I guess we've got to look at it on a basic level. You can look at, you know, psychology. It's just a theory. You know, but <laughs> no, I think you're right. If you, if, you, if you look at the mind, if you look at the body, if you look at pretty much anything that builds a stronger person, it's struggle. We, we yeah, get yeah. stronger from the struggle. You know, I want to build a muscle. I put strain on the muscle. I lift slightly more weight than I can handle comfortably. Muscle tears. Guess what? Next time I come back, the muscle's thicker, stronger. I can lift more. And that's how you get hedge. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a strong mind, you have to go through adversity. You can't have a strong mind 
if you, you haven't been through that. It's like a boxer with a glass jaw. If you get a few whacks, eventually you toughen up. So if yeah. you're not having, oh, there's a guy, um, I forget what he's called. It might be something Rollins. What's his name? He, Henry. Henry Rollins. I can't remember. He's, he's a super cool motivational speaking guy. Used to be in the Marines. Used to be super fat. And he's got a thing. In no, him. no, no. Um, David Goggins. David Goggins. Yeah, forget the Rollins. He's a beast. David Goggins. One of his things is, um, what's it called? Callous your mind. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Callousing the mind. I, mean, I, I like I that. I love that idea. They call it body hardening as well, don't they? Yes. But yeah, callous your mind is pretty good. Callous your mind. I mean, you know. Everyone can relate to that. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Not a lot of people are doing it as well. Yeah. Not a lot of people. I see a lot of guys in the gym now as well. Like the, the amount of work that's going into their workouts. Like I can get there. I can, I can have 20 minutes spare and crush yeah. it. You know, heavy fucking deadlifts. Yeah. Sweat pissing off me. Boxing. Like... This, this is what I hate and my missus goes mad at me because she's like everybody can fight at their own level you know everyone doesn't have to be Muhammad Ali and I'm like no you've got to go in there like Mike Tyson like you've got to hit hit like I see hungry. a lot of guys on the pads and they're like <laughs> like little movements it looks yeah. like they've got the technique and they're like moving the head and they're like <laughs> and they're looking around at people headphones on I'm like when I get on the punch bag it's bang like yeah. I'm not I'm not coming if I get in a fight I'm not coming to tap you do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm not coming to be like, look at my style. I want to put this through this side and out that side. Like that's <laughs> like Mike Tyson style. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm on the I'm on the bag and I'm like, I'm hitting this thing hard. Yeah. Like it's technique, but I'm hitting it. I'm here to I'm here to win. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I see them on there just tapping away and I'm like, do you ever grit your teeth? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just I find it really, really strange. I see it in, at top level as well with modern boxers, like Anthony Joshua. What a beast. I'm like Number one is ninety percent steroids. I've got a lot of evidence outside of the way Easy he looks. Roided up. I've, they all anybody at top level in any sport is roided up. Okay. Um, the one tell, and you'll know this more than me, right. is bulking without putting on any body fat. It's impossible. Yeah, you yeah. can't you can't do it, right? It's impossible. It goes against science, the body chemistry, etc. Like it, it can't be done. He did it mm. twice. And the way he did it is he took a year out of boxing when he went from amateur to professional. Right. And just went... Like, if you look at old pictures of him, real geeky-looking guy, skinny oh, yeah. neck, yeah, skinny right. forearms, just overnight. And he was like, well, I got yeah. older, like, voice was deeper, jaw was wider. There's, like, telltale signs. Everyone yeah. goes, look at his bodies on steroids. It's like, no, you can't do the body test because some people are genetic freaks. Yeah. Like, I know guys that don't train who are in better shape than both of us put together. Yeah. They're like, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah. But, um, but I watch him to that point. Like I watch him in the ring and it's just tap, 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 tap. And you think of the old school boxers like Tyson. You think he, when people said, oh, oh you know, Joshua's the baddest man on the planet. I'm like, no, he's not. Mm. Number one, the UFC heavyweight champ is always the baddest man on the planet. Yeah. You know, always. Or the Bellator one, because they can do more. They can kick, they can wrestle. They can, like that's the real baddest man on the planet. Yeah. You know, but I look at Joshua and I'm like, you're not, you're not Tyson. Like, Tyson wants to take people's heads off. You know, he's shouting at people, he's screaming, and he, he, he was liked by everybody, which is, mm. you know, not normal. But he was a real baddest man on the planet. And he, like, bit somebody's ear off, and you think to yourself, that's a killer right there. Mm. And that's somebody in a boxing sense, I'm like, I can respect that. But you look at Josh, oh, I'm, I'm here to help the kids. Like, for me, I, it doesn't excite me. Mm. Whereas Deontay Wilder, I'm like, yes. Like, that's, that's an old school man. Mm. Like, he's coming in there to feed his kids. Yeah. Like he's, he's putting that fist through that side, it's coming out that side, and whatever happens, happens, and then he's going home with the bread and he's like, baby, I did it, here's the money, feed the kids, Yeah, we, we're done. Do you know what I mean? I love that guy. 
He's incredible. I don't know. Dion's who I'd watch his, watch his knockout highlights. <clears throat> Just bring it up now on your phone. Have a little... Just turn the volume down. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's quite a casual podcast. Nobody really cares. <coughs> Dion Tiwada. Yeah. Six foot seven. Yeah. Alabama slammer. He's fighting Tyson Fury. Again, the second fight in the next couple of weeks. Oh, is it Dion Wada? <coughs> Deontay. Oh, okay. No. My but throat Deontay, is... what are you? My throat is fucked. Oh, yeah. I've been talking about 10 hours today. Right. It keeps cutting out. Oh, by the way... Have you seen Rambo Last Blood yet? No. Don't do it yourself, mate. Yeah, one of those. I've got to say, mate. Terminator, that, Star Wars. Arnie. There's a look at this guy. Send me the video that you're watching afterwards so I can bring it up on screen in the editing so that they can see what you're watching, yeah? Right, yeah. Don't get rid of it. So it's like a reaction video. Otherwise, people are just watching us watching stuff. Well, he's just sparring with the guy right now. Let's see what's happening. He's doing a couple of windmills here. Is it his greatest knockouts? Are I'm you not watch- sure he is, actually. No, no. You're watching a full fight? I don't know what that was. No, let's find, let's find his, his knockout. Top 10 deadly Deontay Wilder knockouts. There we go. Like there we go. We got it. All right. Tune. We've got it here. Oh. Oh. Bomb squad, he's called, bomb squad, he's called yeah. it a bomb squad, he's a pretty yeah. serious guy. Here we go. He's got all these bombs. Oh. He's, he's a bit wild, oh, but... Quick. Oh yeah, mate, every fight. Oh yeah. Pretty much every fight. Even oh. the one, he, his records, he's knocked out everybody's fault, apart from Tyson Fury, who he drew with. That's but if you look at the real count, he actually knocked him out. Alright, so let's watch another one, then we'll crack on, because it's... Uh, his latest knockout was scary. He nearly put his fist through the guy's face. Oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah, he's hungry, isn't he? Do you know what, he's as well? Hungry. Guess, oh. He's six foot seven. Guess how much he weighs in at? He comes in at like 205. That's 210, 212. Like, I think 212 is like his most recent. Oh, that's... Oh. Look, look at the size of his calves as well. He's got like female calves. He's just built. Like his bone... Do you, I think bone structure is more important than gym work. Oh. I think if you've got a good bone structure, you can kill it. He's a freaking warrior, that guy. Oh, mate. Yeah, I've, I've seen enough. We should watch his next fight to get... Oh, you're in yeah. Spain. Yeah. You're in Spain. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what's really cool? Go on. Have you ever, like, lived in or been to America or Canada? <clears throat> been, to, been to the stage here, Florida. Yeah, it's cool as fuck when there's, like, UFC fights on and stuff. Because yeah. the Champions League was on. Yeah. And we were there for two years. And so me and my mate made like a habit every year of like watching the Champions League. And it was always live at like 2 p.m. <clears throat> so we'd get there and there for 12, have like a meal or whatever, um, had a couple pints. And then it would come on at like 2 p.m. Nice. Whereas in England, it's like 8, 9 p.m. at night, isn't it? Yeah. So you get all the games in like the middle of the day and then you're drinking all day. It was a one-off. Like we didn't do yeah. this all the time. Like yeah. drinking all day and then you just meet people in the bar. You'd have a laugh. They got like, it's kind of like a Hooters. We were in a place called Shoeless Joe's. Mm. Fucking hilarious. And it's kind of like a Hooters. They got like all these girls in there, you know, tight fucking clothes on, nice bodies, whatever. Yeah. They're all serving you, having a laugh. And then like the UFC comes on. And it'll start at like six or something or like seven o'clock. Whereas in England, we've got to get up at like four in the morning. Yeah, so it's like a whole day of sports. So if you're into UK sports, you can literally have like a 12 hour slot That's of good. just eating, drinking sports. You know, get a couple of lads there. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable, Sounds mate. Proper. We should, we should do it. We should all fly out. We should I get like that, 10 man. of us fly out there, we'll like it. a stag do or something or a big birthday yeah. and just have like a giant 
like go to Vegas or something and just have like a giant piss up from like 12 midday to like five in the morning and just like when there's a big UFC event on when there's like Champions League like all fours on the same day just watch it straight through mm. and then go out that night without it like ruining because otherwise you have like a night out in England you come back and then the like the boxing's on at four in the morning yeah. like, this is pointless I want to sleep now I don't want to watch 12 rounds of boxing you know what I mean um we should do some more fitness stuff. Otherwise, people will be like, tune in for fitness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny, though. Um, so I'm still basically... Yeah, yeah I've, 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 I've had it. I did the first, like, five or six discussions I had on this... You know, you know I've been doing those new discussion videos? Like, the first oh, five yeah, or yeah. six, I'm like... You, you ever watched Kong Fu Hui? Was that it? Hong Kong Fui? Yeah. That Remember that true. cartoon back in the day? The woman at the start, where she had, like, the nasally voice. She's on, like, the, oh, yeah. the telephone. She's like... <laughs> I think she's like his assistant. Yeah. She's like Hong Kong Fui, paging Hong Kong Fui. She like buzzes through. That was me on every fucking episode at the oh. start. Saying like Lois Griffin from Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was horrible. <laughs> but I was like, I've got to get these done. I've got to get them out there. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about, wasn't it, was um, for the Versus series. It yeah. was like body weight training. We won't go into it deep because I think we might, I might chop this and make it into part of the Versus series. Yeah. It makes it easier, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but body weight training versus free weights or like bodybuilding because I know a lot of guys on here always comment in they're always saying oh like body weight training is it great calisthenics you know is this good and I, I know it's like a great fad and I do think it's fantastic mm. but you all the guys that are in amazing shape that do body weight training did like six years of weights before that in my opinion what, yeah. what do you think on like the two issues well I mean I've got well, a few, few different kind of schools to draw from my personal experience with natural bodybuilding I mean, the one guy who um, just destroyed everyone, he came onto the natural bodybuilding scene about five years ago and just blew everybody out of the water with his condition. His muscle sinews were just insane. You could see everything. Who was it? Someone famous? Um, I'm going to try and remember his name. But again, this was a natural bodybuilding scene. Yeah. Um, but he'd been a, a powerlifter for 20 years. And the sheer muscle density he'd built by... Mm shifting those ridiculous amounts your 300 400 kilo deadlifts all that kind of stuff yeah. just the graininess that he found in his muscle you i don't think you'd find that from doing body weight stuff so i think doing body weight stuff being explosive and all that stuff i think it's, it's got its place i think it's a great way to get in shape it's a great way to burn calories it's awesome the fact you can do it everywhere you'd be functional but you tend to be quite skinny mm -hmm. i mean you wouldn't most guys that just do body weight stuff wouldn't look great <clears> in a t-shirt yeah um, but again, I think that's going also down to the kind of the modern standards of what a man should look like. You know, it's okay for a man to be, you know, have nice lean abs but be skinny. In fact, a lot of guys I've spoken to say that heartbreaking thing, which is, I don't want to get too big or I don't want to get you bigger. Which heartbreaking is, thing. Well, you, you wouldn't mind if he's my size or he's a big old lump. But we're talking about guys that are six foot tall. In fact, they're normally about five foot eight as well. They're, but you know, say they're five foot eight, six foot tall, and these guys are weighing in at 10, 11 stone. You know, these are skinny little guys, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, I don't want to get any bigger. And I'm, why? Because I, I like wearing skinny jeans. And I just... Just get I, a bigger size or custom made. Yeah, or, just, just stuff. stuff but like the thing that. is, what I don't realise is normal jeans will become skinny when you get bigger. Yeah. Like, you ever seen a rugby mm. player in normal jeans? It looks like they're wearing skinny jeans. Yeah. Just gigantic legs, you know? Yeah. That's true. Where do you think that comes from? 
What's that? The whole skinny jeans thing? <laughs> well, yeah, as well. Yeah. Mm. I think that's Hera, that brand. The guy who yeah. started them grew up in my area. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he used to drive around in a Lamborghini and just park wherever he wanted, get yeah. tickets, so like 400 pounds in tickets a month and just be like, yeah. he was making millions at one point. Crazy. Um, but the whole culture of I don't want to get too big. Yeah, so the whole culture of I don't want to get, yes, it's... Because uh, very few people are too big. Yeah. It's very rare, isn't it? You sit, like, I look at you and I'm like, yeah, you could get bigger. Yeah. Yeah, get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> get bigger, Steve. And I think that's the thing to realise. Get fucking well. steroids. Let's go. <laughs> that is the thing. Just me and you just do a cycle. Oh, can you make With my shaved head. Imagine. Could you imagine? Yeah, I can actually. Let's fucking oh, do it. Oh. See, that, that's an interesting one as well. So down at testosterone. In fact, I'm going to give you a picture, which you can put up on this later, yeah. of a guy called Pete who's 82 years old, who I've shown you before. The six I pack. saw it. I saw it on your so Instagram. So Pete's a classic example of old school. Started Pete, Pete's in better shape than me. He's in better shape than most men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Started lifting weights at 50 years old, done it naturally, didn't have any hormone replacement therapy, and for 30 years he's built muscle, he's got abs He didn't have any? No, he's just done it naturally. Done it naturally. Well, just kept lifting, kept training. Just kept lifting, kept training. And and I I think, you know, I think... Kept fucking. Lost sex. I'm sure he does. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I think herein lies a lot of the problem, is the fact that, a couple of things, Pete's old school. When I said to him, I said, can I, can I add you on Facebook? He's not on Facebook. Yeah. I said, um, mate, if I want to pick your brains, I'll get you on like a podcast like this because I'd be fascinated yeah. to speak to you. We should get him on. He gave me a landline number. He said, <laughs> um, he said, <laughs> That's old school. He used to call me, said, call me around. If I'm not around, he said, um, I've got an answer machine. You can leave a message on. I thought, I've got, got a funny story about that. Yeah. My mate lost his phone. Had nothing at the time when he was broke. He lost his job, so he's like, I can't even get a fucking phone. So yeah. we're on a night out, and this girl, like, nice-looking girl comes up to him, and he was like, mate, I can't pass this one up. She was like, what's your number? And he was like, 01453, so, you know, the whole landline thing. Yeah. And she was like, what? It was like proper old-school, like, 1960s shit. Yeah. And he was like, my mum picks up, just ask for me. Wow. He was like 22 at the time. I was like, fucking That's hell, crazy. buddy, you can't do that. Just give her my number or something, and I'll just, like, pass you over. That's do you know what I mean? But... Um, Sorry, Bob, but go ahead, go ahead. My yeah, yeah. Point on, um, Pete, actually, I just remember what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Again, 82 years old, so he was born in what year? You know, 1920, 1940? you know, yeah, yeah. He was brought up in a time where you didn't have, there were no such thing as shortcuts. So I guess he would have lived through the Second World War. Yeah, yeah, yeah it ended right? four years later. Well, there we go. Or 45. Okay, so, yeah, but 44, right? There we go. So he'd have been brought up by guys coming from a world that had gone through a war, yeah. they'd gone through a lot of hardship, all this stuff's gone on. And he'd have been brought up in a world where there was no such thing as shortcuts. There weren't supplements. There weren't quick fixes. There weren't, you know, do this, do that therapy, do that therapy. Everything would have been taught to him. It's about hard work and it's about persistence. And I think, again, building character, building a strong anything takes um, adversity. And, you know, men traditionally in different cultures had a rite of passage Mm-hmm. There was that thing that people had to go through in the 300. They called it Yagogi, that challenge when you have to spit the, the wolf in the darkness. Yeah. But men had that right of passage. That yeah, and we've lost that. We've yeah. lost that right of passage, and I think that's the problem because we don't have. There's never a point where we have our right of passage. There's never a point where we become a man, and being a man shouldn't be easy. It should be hard won. You should have hard, to work yeah. for it because it's it's, it's the end product of the adversity that makes the man otherwise being a man is worth nothing this is why what we said earlier about being a man is freaking awesome because it's bloody earned what was that quote you said to me that one time when I was texting you saying oh I'm trying to get this sorted trying to get that like things are crazy right now 
You said the, the toughest somethings are forged in. I think, yeah, you know, the, the, the strongest steel is forged in the hottest fire or something like that. I know? think you text me something like that, yeah. yeah. That, that saying's quite old, isn't it? But it's yeah. so synonymous. Like, more people need to recognise that. Yeah. I was talking to a girl at work behind the desk the other day. You come in in the morning and you're just like, you know, morning to the, to the receptionist and whatever. And mm. she was just like, oh, yeah, my life's going real bad. I was like, well, okay. Mm. And um, I was like, you know, what's going on? Just quickly, she's like, oh, this, that. And I was like, look, I'm 27. I've probably had 20 shit years. You know, yeah. I was like, the fact that I'm even back here doing like yeah. one or two days a week for this company is to fund what I used to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, first man, oh, sorry, MSI College used to run itself and I used to earn fucking thousands every fucking week doing it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I had to go and get a part-time job to fund this. You know, it's yeah. coming to an end now, like all this is picking back up, but yeah. people don't realize, they think I'm sat here, millionaire, life's great. It's like, you don't realize what I've been through just to redo this. Yeah. You don't realize what I did to do it in the first place. Like to redo this. And I've got no shame because I love authenticity. I love mm-hmm. being like, yeah, I've got like a part-time job to fund this as well as the money I make from it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. both of it combined yeah. together. And people are like, oh, fuck, really? Like you're in the same boat as us. And it's like, yeah, I'm, but I'm doing every day. But the, the, the point I was making is she was like, I think she's like 23 years old. Oh, my life shit. It's not going here. It's not going there. It's like, it's not supposed to. Like you don't come out the womb and be like, yeah, I'm Kylie Jenner. I'm a billionaire. No. Like it's, it's not like that. Yeah, like yeah. You, you get to 30 and hopefully, and I say hopefully, 25 years were mm. shit. Hopefully. Because mm. otherwise you're not going to be somebody who can handle life in the future. It's going to be too easy. You don't yeah. want it too easy. Like I said, my biggest fear is this. I think this in about five years is going to take out GQ. And I heard Gary Vaynerchuk the other day saying he wants to take out GQ. And I'm like, if he can do it from his side and yeah. I'm doing it from my side yeah. and we just push those motherfuckers yeah, out nice. the way. Nice. And I can step in and actually provide value rather than here's a watch. Here's some shorts, yeah, nice. buy them because we're getting paid on the side and we're faking everything to you. You know, if I can just push those guys out of the way and take that space. Mm. My biggest fear is that I start making multi-millions. I put my feet up, I wake up in silk sheets, you know, and I'm just like silk pajamas and I'm chilling. <laughs> Go ahead, mate, get it up. It's <coughs> hey. that flu, it's that man flu. Oh, it's the last little Brave through it. Oh. But like, I get comfortable, I start putting my feet up. I'm like, I'm going to start taking weekends off. And some kid in like Ghana or something is just eyeing me up like a steak and just going, I'm going to take you out. The same way that I look at GQ and I'm licking my lips, like the owner's gone, like this company's passed hands so many times. Your employees get to Friday, they go home, they don't give a fuck about the brand. They're thinking about going out drinking and we're here doing this on a Friday. Yeah. That might end up being me. And then some kid's going to be licking his lips being like that kid got late, that guy got lazy. His yeah. content shit now. He doesn't yeah. understand it. So I want to stay in the trenches. I want to be a millionaire that drive. I want to be a billionaire that rides the train with regular yeah. people. So I can see what they're wearing, what they're talking about, what technology they're using, how they're mm. consuming content. You know, I want to live in a, not a rough area, but I want to be like in a penthouse somewhere like East London. Mm. So I can still be in the nitty gritty and take it yeah. all in. I still want to go to a shit gym where there's like blood on the punch bag. Do you know what I mean? To stay amongst it, just to keep that passion. I never want to get like lazy and sloppy. I just feel like there's one way to just get soft and just forget. Like I see all these old heads that are like 70 years old running financial companies. They have no idea. They're like, oh, let's drop 20 grand on a marketing email. You're like, fuck. You're going to get like a 1% ratio coming back the other way. Yeah. Like just start, like just start putting content out there and treating people like humans. Mm. Lawyers, solicitors, those sort of people, they're the other ones. Yeah. We want your money. We want your money. You're like, just... Tell people how to win a case. Just provide stuff for free. Yeah. Just be like, oh, if you're ever in this situation, here's how you win it. And then don't ask for anything. And what people will do is they'll ask for stuff. 
Like nobody understands if you just give stuff out for free and provide that value, like we are here, yeah. people then go, fuck, I like these guys. They're authentic. They're asking me for nothing. They're giving all the best shit to me for free and they look like genuine normal guys. Mm. I'm going to keep supporting the brand or like following the brand. You know what I mean? And being yeah. part of the community. And that's how you build it. I don't get it. I mean, this is what I've got on my, my phone on my screensaver, you know, give more than you get. Yes. All the time I was focused on what can I get? How can I get money? How can I get money? How can I get that person to give me this for whatever I'm selling? I was always chasing money. And as soon as I started focusing on creating value, I've never had to chase clients because that's the thing. It's, I'm in a business of improving people's confidence, their self-esteem, making them feel great. I have a session with a client and he's not having a great situation with his boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever, come home. And I'd send him a little WhatsApp message, you know, great session today, if you need me, I've got your back, brother, you know, yep. doing really great, making good progress. That makes such a difference. And I'm not doing that to get anything back. I'm not doing it for praise, but accumulatively those things add up. And then last year was, was insane. Um, I gave a homeless guy my jacket I bought the day before um, it's only a TK Maxx, wasn't a fortune, but I bought him a jacket because it was, it was freaking snowing yeah. in Fulham. I gave him my jacket and, I, and it, it made me feel good because I thought well, I can do something more for this guy. I bought him dinner, gave him a jacket. The very next day, a client comes up in the gym and says, can you take on new clients? Things like that don't happen in my environment. Guys have to hustle for clients. Yeah. A couple of days later, um, another client turned up and he was 20 minutes late for a session. I could have gone home. I had somewhere to be. Um, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to give him a bit of extra time. And I went out and I bought him some dinner because he was starving, sat him down, gave him food afterwards. As I'm leaving the gym, 30 minutes late, a guy comes up, one of the guys on reception said, oh, this guy looks for a trainer, sign him up there and then. But it's all, all of these little, you could call them coincidence things that happen. Once you start putting out that good yeah. value. There's definitely just, an just energy that you give out oh, though, isn't absolutely. there? Like I, I, when I first saw you in that same gym, I was like, that guy knows what he's doing. Like yeah. that's definitely an alpha male. Yeah. But the thing is as well, like I, when I, I was saying before this to you, like you, you're a fantastic personal trainer, like your results, I, cause I know you and I've seen you in the gym. I've seen you training. I've seen the guys that you trained and you know, there's a lot of like body transformation pictures out there that are fake as fuck. Steroids, Instagram, Photoshop. Yeah, certainly. Yours are legit cause I've seen the guys you're training and I've seen them before and after. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. I, I and, and these guys trust me, they trust you as well. Like when it comes to yeah. fitness knowledge, they need to get on board with what you're saying. And, um, you know, just seeing that, like seeing what you've done with those guys is absolutely phenomenal. What would you say? Because obviously, like you've been there, you've done it. You're the best person to speak on this. How many people have taken on fitness journeys and got halfway there, nowhere, dropped out? You know, they've been training for two, three years, getting nowhere. Mm. Like you've done it. You've taken people who are in terrible shape to great shape. Yeah. Or you've taken people who are in good shape to unbelievable shape mm. and made those leaps. Like, what would you say are like the main five or ten things that you have to do to get there? Or is it not as complex as that? Um, it probably is and it isn't so I'll give you two answers but really it's uh, number one is, is your motive it all boils down to your motive like a lot of people try and give up smoking they say it's super hard they'll try hypnotherapy they'll try this they'll try patches this that the other it doesn't matter when you really 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 want to give up smoking sorry mate, watch it my mate did this before on a podcast a few times sorry, right, yeah. for some reason it ricochets up <laughs> and it sounds like an earthquake oh we don't want earthquakes I don't want to risk it just in case okay. but it should be fine but if you really really want to give up smoking you know if you're told you've got a week to live but if you give up smoking you'll live for 20 years you'll give it up in a split second yeah you would yeah and it's the same when it comes to getting in shape you've got to understand why getting in shape is going to massively get you more sex 
it's going to help you live longer. It's going to make you feel better. You're going to walk out the door and just feel amazing. You're going to make more money. You've got to link the physical goal with as many benefits and you've got to be able to emotionally and tangibly experience that result. Mm-hmm. And so that's my job as a coach. Coach is step one is to speak to the client and if I can't get it to an eight or a nine out of 10, why right now is the time for somebody to take on this program, if there's not enough emotion in there that's going to really motivate them to do it, I won't take them on. It's a good rule it's of thumb. A, yeah, because you, you can give them everything else, doesn't matter. There'll always be something that's more appealing than sticking to your plan if it's not there, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's number one. What's the motive? Yeah. Um, I'd say number two is probably a really big one now. I mean, obviously there's, there's hydration, there's food and all the rest of it. Um, but it's... It's making sure that you don't go too hard on yourself. So you set bite-sized goals. So you give yourself, wherever you're at now, if you want to get a six-pack, if you want to bench 100 kilos and you're lifting 20 kilos right now, and you say, right, I'm going to do that in three months. You're not going to do that in three months. Just re- not realistic. Yeah, but it's a big leap. It's a big leap. But you say, okay, I'm benching 40 now. Right, I'm going to bench 42 and a half kilos at the end of this week, and then you hit it. And the next week, you're going to go 45 and you hit it. So you create these little micro wins. And what that does, that creates momentum in your mind and you start to feel more alpha. That changes your hormones. You start to feel better and you create a habit of winning. And then it becomes harder and harder and harder for you to fail because you're in the habit of hitting your targets. It becomes fun as well. It becomes fun. Because you see the changes. It's a message I had for years. I was like, if you want to get in shape, do two weeks like a lunatic with no day off. Just yeah. go crazy. Like treat it like a military thing. And then look in the mirror and go, oh, I like this. Yeah. And I guarantee you won't quit. Just get started. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Go on. I, just, I like contributing. That's it. No, that's, that's it. I mean, re- reinforcing is always good. Yeah. That's it. Um, number three, and again, this goes back to that masculinity thing, but it's intensity. It's that intensity. Mm-hmm. I've had guys who just can't get angry. Yeah, yeah. You know, get angry. Like, I'm the most passive guy in the world. Like, I haven't had a fight in God knows how many years. I'm the happiest, chirpiest guy. I might look up, but I'm, I'm really, ch- you know, I don't, like, I don't like confrontation, right? But when I'm in the gym, I get freaking angry. It's got to come from okay, somewhere, right? It's got to come from yeah. somewhere, and I channel it in my training. That's probably why oh. you're not an angry guy. You haven't had a fight because you're channeling it oh. into your training. I love it's it. a good way even, to do it. Even talking about it yeah. now, you can tell me. Mate, just lift something. Lift something. There's nothing heavy enough. Just do you, Just call me. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no. <laughs> Good, so, like yeah. I said, it's a good job we didn't drink. Yeah. <laughs> we need to do one though. To get hammered in this the podcast. Is, this is just ruin the brand. <laughs> yeah, so, so intensity. You've just got to make sure that you really push it every time you're doing a rep. As soon as the rep starts to hurt, you need to push the extra 5%, 10%. If you stop when it hurts, it's super <clears> simple. <throat> My six-year-old niece can figure it out. If it's comfortable, then your body's already adapted to it. If it's uncomfortable, your body has to go away and readapt. So you have to constantly push just a little bit harder and then you'll move forward. So you've got bite-sized goals, you've got your mindset and you've got training intensity. And then, of course, it's about moving what we call move the big rocks first. So you imagine you've got a basket full of rocks, right? And you've got big rocks, medium rocks, small rocks. And you know that they will completely fill up that basket. Now, if you put in the little rocks first and then the medium rocks and then the big rocks they wouldn't all fit in. So you have to put the big rocks in and the medium rocks fall in the gaps and little rocks. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like when people talk about supplements. So you start with the basics. Are you drinking enough water? Mm-hmm. 
if you're drinking three liters of water a day for a 90, 100 kilo male like me, you're straight away, you're gonna burn more fat, you're gonna have more energy, your immune system's gonna be stronger, you're gonna build more muscle. So the best muscle building supplement is water. So the big rocks are the, like the basics, the foundations. The basics. Get, get the yeah. basics. And okay. Do the basics consistently. Um, and that's it. I mean, we look at eight-year-old Pete. He'd have done the basics. He'd have eaten meat, veg, um, drank water, and works out. Nothing fancy, but consistency, and yeah. you've got the result. Again, having that grit. And then I'd say number five, I mean, not necessarily all in that order, but it's obviously making sure you've got your food sorted out. But sleep as well. We grow when we sleep. And this is what people don't realise. There will be people that will hit chest. So I want to grow my chest. So I'll bench three, four times a week. Well, you're tearing muscle fibres. The muscle fibre grows back thicker and stronger. If you keep tearing it, it doesn't really get a chance to grow back. So you just, you hit a plateau. So you hit it, you hit it hard. You eat, you rest, you sleep. And when you rest, you, that's when you actually grow. So if you can do all of those things consistently... And keep, you know, bear in mind your goal. Reward yourself when you get those little bite-sized wins. Give yourself a little reward. And then wait. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Have you, you, it's, so, it's so true, though, because you ever had a rest day and just looked in the mirror and been like, oh, my God. Like, oh. I look double the size. Well, you nailed it earlier. Who is it you quoted? Ronnie Coleman? It was Ronnie Coleman. So yeah, yeah. what happened there? Um, I watched a documentary on him. Sad, isn't it? The state he's in there. Yeah, but um, he... In his early career, he was really struggling. People don't know this. Like, he couldn't succeed based on what I gathered from the documentary. Like, he was really struggling. One of the guys who was a bit more experienced, who had won some stuff, was, like, went into his um, hotel room at the night, like, just the night before the competition, and was like, look, buddy, you're so stressed all the time. Like, he was doing press-ups that night. Like, he was still training, like, doing curls. And he was like, you need to relax. Like, this is your problem. You're so uptight. Your muscles don't look good. Mm. And he was like, what do you do before a competition? He was like, vodka. So he just sat there, he was pouring out vodka and they were having like, I, I don't know what it was with, maybe they were doing straight vodka, yeah. but they were just sipping it, talking about fitness. He was like dropping the knowledge on him and Ronnie got pissed out of his head and like went to sleep that night and he, he was, he, I think he had to put him to bed, this other guy. So he puts him to bed. Yeah. The next morning he knocks on his door because he's like fast asleep, obviously he's like hammered drunk. Yeah, right? yeah. So he's hung over, he like opens the door or whatever, like goes in, sees him. And he said, Ronnie got up and he was just like, it was all there. It's like the yeah. best shape he'd ever seen him in. <laughs> and he realized like it was, I know vodka obviously like drags it out of you and drains yeah. you, but he was like, he was relaxed. Like he was just, he was de-stressed. He was chilled. He woke up and he was just like, Hey man, what's going on? And it was like, he just changed his mentality completely. And from then on, like he started, you know, adopting different techniques. And I think kind of just having that downtime to just let your body would it be just adapt like chemically or physiology like- you've just hit upon an absolute freaking bombshell actually like a really really powerful thing and i can't believe i didn't think of it but there's a hormone in the body now i don't i can't remember the name of it so i'll go where we'll find it out we'll put it up in the graphics later yeah but there's a hormone in the body that has two routes it can take it's like the red okay. pill and the blue pill in the matrix, yeah, yeah. right the one pill is the root of the handbagitis Basically, when you get really stressed out, when you get yeah. really stressed out, what happens is this hormone goes into producing cortisol, which is the flight or fight hormone, which breaks yeah. down the muscle, which causes a lot of the health issues Stress. that we have. Yeah. yeah. In the short term, it sharpens the mind and it makes us ultra alert because, you know, it's literally like we're being attacked by an alligator, but it's used up for stress. The other option it has is the, the blue pill, if that was the other way, which is testosterone. So guess what? If we're stressed out all the time and our body's turning this hormone completely into 
cortisol, there's nothing left for testosterone. So what you said about relaxing, I can totally relate to. So this is why, guys, you know, if you're super, super stressed and, you know, you've got a missus, whatever, get laid. Have a couple (laughs) of days off. Yeah, yeah. Relax. Watch some crap on TV. Put your feet up. Eat a pizza. I I did that a a month out from a competition, actually, one of my bodybuilding comps. I was pushing harder and harder and harder. And I got to a point where my condition just didn't seem to get better. And my mentor said to me, right, Steve, for the next two days, because I've been bearing in mind I've been eating no fruit, he said, next next two days, no protein. I just want to eat loads and loads of fruit, um, have a bit of ice cream, just have some sugar, all this kind of stuff. Did it. Next day, I was a little bit bloated. Two days later, shredded to bits. Looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my nervous system's gone, ah, oh, relax. Is, is the chemical DHT? Because I know you need DHT. It, it, it might be. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll double check. Yeah. You need DHT <clears throat> to be able to create estrogen. Oh. And it's like an offshoot of testosterone. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll it's like an extreme version of it. Yeah. It's weird. The, I personally think you're in the best shape I've seen you in now. Thank you very much. I think... Candace. Yeah, yeah, you look great, buddy. <laughs> um, how'd you get? Because when I first met you, I was like, this guy's in great shape. Yeah. But you went from like, and I'm not saying this in like a, a sexual sense, like, but you went from like an eight to a 10. <laughs> <laughs> Straight 10 over it. No, but in terms of like yeah. physique, yeah. it just went from like, this guy's in great shape to, fuck, I don't know if you can improve from here. You know, you see the guys that are on like Instagram, you're like, oh shit, like Steve's there. Like, I don't know how much further you can go. Like, some of those yeah. videos we did together, there's some clips at the start, like, when you're stood there and you're talking to people, mm. especially in the most recent one, where it's like, oh, fuck. Like, you are the lean... Sorry, you're, you're big butt, but shredded. Like, kind of that ultimate yeah, yeah. goal that a lot of guys want, so they go bulk, shred, bulk, shred, yeah. bulk, shred, loads of times. Yeah. Like, you're big, but you've got the abs as well. Yeah. I've sucked your dick so hard on this podcast. <laughs> That's the second podcast in a row I've talked about sucking dick. I was going to say, your, 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 your kind of beard's chafing a bit down Is it? Better wipe, yeah, yeah, better wipe that off. Sorry, but it's dragging as well. Yeah, I'll shave all this in a minute. Thanks, mate. Yeah. yeah. Little parody mouth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <But> <laughs> tickle right. your balls a little. Let's get a little it's bit problem, less, right, let's get a, bit, a little bit less deliverance now. Yeah, yeah. I showed my missus that yesterday for the first time. Is that law of attraction? I hope not. Because I think I about some crazy shit. Yeah, that was like yeah, yeah. It's like we plan these out. <laughs> Tenacious D. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Legends. Legends. We've gone off topic a lot. Oh, I don't know. Funny, though. I think oh, people are enjoying oh, it. Yeah. Especially on a weekend. This kind of shit you I need. Mean, if you're staying in. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, interesting story, actually. Go on. Um, remember I told you about Sam Asghari? Oh, yeah? Yeah, the guy Sam who's... Wise, Sam Wise. Sam Wise Gandhi. No, the guy. I combine like four people. Then I Samwise Gandhi. No, some, it was Samwise. What was it? Samwise Gandhi. I'm sure, that's one of the hobbits. I'm sure it, it is, is one of the hobbits. I was just wondering if that's the real name. Probably is. Samwise yeah. Brave. What would we call that? <laughs> Fuck it. I don't know. I feel like I'm high and I haven't even smoked. There you go. Um, I'm high on life, Steve. It's good. Yeah, but he was date. He's dating Britney Spears now, and. Um, before that, dating a string of models, been in loads of music videos. I met him when he had like 2,000 followers, but he was right. in great shape. And yeah. I did the interview with him. That's why MSI College blew up because mm. all these big companies were like, this guy, who is this guy? And yeah. I'm like the only fucking interview on there. And mm. it was back when he was vulnerable. So he was like telling me everything. You know, there's mm. no PR guy going, don't tell him about that. You know, leave that out. Yeah. You know, he was just like, boom, told me everything. He said he was going to be a police officer. And he said he was already lifting weights and shit. He was in like pretty big shape, but mm. he was like a fat guy. And this is one thing that I've like written about lately is that fat guys 
a 50 I think you should really like sell the fuck out of this fat guys are like 50% there on ways like towards having their perfect body and he was a fat guy and instead of like doing what fat guys do and going oh treadmill I'm gonna go for a run I'm gonna do like fucking chicks shit right you know like female stuff I'm just gonna get on the treadmill and run and I'm gonna look like Steve Mm. right And and he said what he did is lifted heavy weights like he trained lifted heavy and he was like if I turn all this fat to muscle I'm gonna be big and shredded you know, and he said all he did was like yeah. he just kept he kept lifting heavy and eating shit. He was like, I kept that going for a while. He he was like, and then I changed my <clears throat> I changed my diet. He's like, I decided to go okay, let me eat healthy. And he said when he put the two together, but kept lifting heavy, mm. it was like the whole body came together. I like that. And I did something recently. There's another guy as well called Ramses Principe. Mm. I personally think in terms of like thickness, like that's the perfect like male body in terms of like proportion, like everything from the ass to the thighs, like chest, like he's might be some supplements in that. I don't know. Yeah. seems like it isn't because he was massive, like fat mm. before and looks like a legit guy, like the way he trains. Mm. Um, I've only spoken to him on email, but I want to get out to Miami and do some filming with him. Mm. He's had a string of models, girlfriends. Mm. Yeah. He's doing some damage. What a guy. Um, yeah. I'll show you afterwards. Funny guy. Um, but I definitely think there's something to like being like a big fat, heavy guy. Because that whole bulk, then having to cut that body fat, bulk, having to cut the body fat when you're a skinny guy is tough, mm. right? But I see a lot of guys that are like, like Samas Gari, like Ramses, that kind of like started big, just kept lifting weights, just yeah. turned that fat to muscle, mm. and they're in the perfect position. And yeah. I feel like so many guys, and it pisses me off. Like I see a fat guy in the gym, like real heavy fat guy, and I've got no problem with saying fat guy because I feel like it's a benefit, yeah, whereas yeah. people fat shame. Yeah. And they're on the treadmill. And I'm like, buddy, you're, you've done the yeah. bulk in. Yeah. Just lift heavy fucking weights and eat clean, but eat the same amount. Yeah. That fat will start to turn to muscle. And because you've got so much of it, you're going to shred fat easier. Like you said, when you were bigger, it was easier for you, which maybe that's why you got the best shape you've got now because you're yeah. bigger. Yeah. Um, but also, having that extra ballast allows you to do compound lifts heavier. So yeah. your deadlift, your squat is going to be through the fucking roof. Mm. Like it could be day one and you could be deadlifting like 200 kg with ease because you're so heavy yeah. and it's going to get quicker gains. But everyone throws that shit out the window and goes treadmill. Mm. And you're like, now you're skinny fat. Now you just look awkward. Yeah. Winds me up. Yeah. <clears throat> Lost yeah. my voice. That's how passionate I am. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're spot on. Uh, is that right? Because that's something I've been putting out there and I feel passionate about it, but asking an expert. Well, it's funny because... Um, <clears throat> Myself and the mate of mine, Simon Chivers, basically we uh, we competed against each other head to head, natural bodybuilding, seven eight shows, mm-hmm. um, and we actually got trained by a guy called Rehan Jalali at one point. He's What's his like name? Rehan Jalali. That's a lovely name. It's, it's quite, quite a lovely name. Where's yeah. he from? Um, I don't know. It's, it's an Indian heritage yeah, name. But yeah, it's a lovely name. There we go. It's a lovely name. Yeah, it's a lovely name. Yeah, yeah. There, buddy. I'll tell you that. But he's um, a personal trainer to the stars. So he's trained Ben Affleck for the recent Batman films, um, Bruce Willis, Sly Stallone. Any steroids? Twenty-five years in the Hollywood any, business. He, any so, steroids? Any secrets? Well, you know, exactly. He couldn't. He couldn't divulge too much. Yeah, he, yeah. He was, he's very candid. We asked him about Ben Affleck. But we can. He said, "Well, he said, well, there are certain techniques we used." Yeah. He said, "So basically, yeah, but he wouldn't say it." Um, you know, but Goals. he's written. But he's, he's written a book on supplements and nutrition. This, that, the other. And he said the optimum um, fat amount for muscle building is 15% body fat. So oh, really? he said 15% body fat is, is optimum for muscle building. Any more than that, and it's not beneficial because of hormones, this, that, and the other. But, we ha- but even though this guy's got a doctorate, we, uh, Simon and I came up with the idea of outlifting the science. 
Okay, yeah. So what it, the idea is that we get freaking big. And if we can deadlift an extra 40 kilos, just the sheer stress that's going to put on our bone structure has to make us put on mass. Yeah. So we were eating silly amounts. Is that low battery just, for the... Oh, is, that, is that died? Right. Battery went on the camera, but we're back. As did the pizza. <laughs> yeah. The, the pizza set went. has been changed. That's going to be a weird <laughs> clip, just jumping from that to that. <laughs> I should just edit it in. Sure. I don't have that skill set. What were we talking about just before? It was fat people, wasn't it? It was fat people. Fat people. Fat people and Rehan Jalali. Yeah, what a name. That final um, Harry Potter book that was never quite written. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the philosophers, Rehan Jalali. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's it, so yeah. So this guy, Hollywood uh, personal trainer, Ben Affleck, Slice Stallone, all, all, that, all that jazz. Quick all, recap. All the, all the big names, Bruce yeah. Willis. Um, written books on nutrition, got a doctorate in all this kind of stuff. Because you were talking um, about that 15%. Yeah, exactly. And you were so going to break that, the limit. Yeah, because, you know, my mate Cy and I were kind of saying to him, look, surely if you're, you look at Eddie Hall, you look at, you know, the world's strongest men, a lot of these big boys, Brian Shaw, they've got a big old derby on them. They've got yeah. a big old belly on them and uh, insanely strong. Derby. So does it help to have fat? And he said, well, the actual, for muscle growth, from bodybuilding point of view, 15% body fat is the optimum amount to have the nutrients, etc., to build the muscle, build the strength. But we came up with the idea of outlifting the science because we watched the De- Eddie Hall documentary and this was the funny thing with me and Simon, we would watch one documentary about the ripped guy and think, I want to be like that guy. And then watch the other one. But then we watched, we, but yeah. then we watched Eddie Hall lifting 500 kilos, yeah, yeah. eating 11,000 calories a day and we're like, fuck yeah, I want to be Eddie Hall, I want to eat ice cream, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we go down that route and you're like, ah, do I want to bolt, do I want to cut, do I want to bolt, do I want to cut? <laughs> uh, but we, we came up with the idea in the end is you outlift the science, you outlift the science. If you can lift, 300 kilo deadlift whereas when you're leaner you can only lift 200 kilos yeah you might not be as fit and healthy and maybe being overweight is going to affect your hormones and this that and the other but if you've lifted 300 kilos it's got to do something to your bone structure mm-hmm. something to your central nervous system so I'm not certainly not saying anyone should go out and get fat but certainly putting on the 15 kilos the two stone of weight that I put on when I benched my 180 kilo lifetime goal <laughs> last how many? Year. 180 kilos. Okay, yeah, yeah. So four plates. So I'm quite happy. It's a natural body, but not bad. Bench, yeah. That's very good. Yeah, two reps yeah, yeah. as well. Ooh. That's very good. Yeah, I'll give you the footage later. Post yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I'll put it up. <laughs> I'll just, I just I'll put it up. Yeah. This whole video is going to be me just adding clips of <laughs> different shit. <laughs> but, you know, but having that extra timber made me stronger, but I felt sluggish and I felt horrible when I cut it down. That's but the trade off, isn't it? It is, but I think it's almost, you know what? It's going to sound really, really cheesy. Yeah. But I look at it like abs being like a butterfly. <laughs> and f- coming out of that cocoon <laughs> it's like that, exactly. you're allergic to your own bullshit oh, I think I am it's getting stuck in my throat she said anyway yeah. oh dear it would be great but yeah but you look at, you look at like a, a chrysalis you look at a fat person with all their roles like the Michelin man look, it's like a caterpillar right they eat and eat they get fatly fatter and underneath it is a ripped up person and then it comes out the chrysalis, which in our case is the fat. We shred the fat. It's a lovely word. And now we've got a big muscle mass underneath. But I think it's very difficult just to build lean muscle mass. So you have to kind of fatten yourself up to some extent, lift heavy, eat lots, sleep lots, build the bulk and cut. Mm-hmm. And also you build the nuclei as well. So when you're getting big, you're getting yep. that extra ballast and you're lifting heavy, you're building that extra nuclei in the muscles, which is going to create muscle memory. So even if you do shred down at some point, when you go back to heavy lifting on a clean diet, mm. you're naturally going to just pad up a lot quicker. I've had that in the last like mm. month or two. 
But yeah. last year I was like 100, 102 mm-hmm. kilograms. Yeah. Like that was always the target. And I forced myself there with just stupid food. I hit like Christmas was the last month. So I just like caked it on. I probably put on, it was almost unbelievable. I must put on like five, six kilograms in a month, which is it's supposed to be impossible, right? It's bad, yeah. But with creatine, food, like everything, I just yeah. went, I remember like every week I'd get on the scales, it'd be about a kilogram heavier. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know how it happened. Mm. And I've always played football all my life. And it's always like I've always been lean. And it was like the first year where I'd really attacked it and gone for it. So I think my body is na- like my uncle and my dad are really big. Yeah. So I think I naturally my body was like, okay, this is where you were supposed to be. So my body was just following this kind of natural rhythm. Mm. I packed it on so fucking quick from just eating a lot of shit. But the strength I gained in that time, oh my God. Deadlift went up by like, from when I started to when I finished, about 120 kilograms. Bench wow. must have gone up from 80 to about 130. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, crazy like year of my life. Like every PB got broke weekly and then monthly on a consistent basis. And it was fun. Which brings me on to something I want to talk to you about. Aesthetics, which we'll do a, we'll do a versus video at some point. Yeah. I might sit and do one or, you know, if you're in the Old country, we'll do one. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah like that'd be it. a good debate. <laughs> Should we just do that? Fuck it. Marvel, <laughs> Marvel uh, podcast. That's it. Should we just change the channel completely? That's it, yeah. um, aesthetics versus strength. So I was talking to a guy the other day who's like recently gone from strength to aesthetics and I, I've been in the same scenario where it's like you could be the strongest guy in the gym but you don't look like the best guy in the gym mm. and it's like what's the fucking point of being the strongest mm. guy in the gym when in this era we're not fending our families from Vikings you know mm. we're not you don't people don't know that you're like the strongest you're not going to walk past a girl and she's going to be like strength do you know what I mean he's not going to be like he's fucking strong look at him she's not going to know unless you go over there and start benching her whereas a guy who's got like gigantic yeah probably could just easy come here love one on each arm 50kg is that what you want little bench press yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, but you could do where's I going with this Steve it's been a long night should one be looking fantastic so there we go right yeah so you get a guy who's like got an unbelievable like he's unbelievably cut he looks massive. Yeah. Well, maybe not even massive, but he's just like lean, like sexy lean, like mm. a decent size, you know, kind of like one of these Instagram models. Yeah. People are going to gravitate towards that guy. And a girl's going to be like, look at his muscles. He must be so strong. Do you know what I mean? And you're like, but I could outlift that guy in the gym easy. But nobody knows because you're yeah. not, we're not walking around the street wrestling each other, are we? Or like showing our strength and being mm. like, look at me. I, I fought off that Viking horde. So it's just kind of pointless, don't you think? So where do you stand on like... Strength versus aesthetics. It's a a, a difficult question to ask because, again, it all depends on motive, doesn't it? Uh But if you look at the fact that the the main the main indicator, more than anything else, in life expectancy expectancy of a man over forty, is lean muscle mass. Yeah. Now, when you have lean muscle mass, when you actually put a lot of weight through your your body structure, so a big deadlift, a big squat, etc. This creates kind of little micro tears in the bone density, so it offsets things like osteoporosis, etc. It massively enhances your boosts your immune system. So lifting big is important. Being strong is important, and it's actually proven that it, in later life it can prevent things like Alzheimer's, etc. As well, so it is very important. And of course, the testosterone level is high. We know that lifting big weights, being strong, is going to lead to increased testosterone, which leads to more energy, more vitality greater confidence etc etc so you can have a guy in the gym who's super ripped but it's not massively strong it's depleted all the time and actually one thing that I found it's going to sound weird but one thing that actually I liked about prep for a competition is for the last month or 
six weeks before a show, I had no sex drive. Like zero sex drive. So you were focused on training? It wasn't that. It wasn't, no. yeah, but it wasn't that. It wasn't. It was literally because I was depleted all the time. Because I was literally shredded to the bone. Yeah. I didn't have any fat or I didn't have any fuel in my body. I had no interest in sex. I was like, I was like a ripped up eunuch. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing. Survival. Mode. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I all mean, these women throwing themselves at you because you're shredded, and you're like, well, it's, that's the, I don't that's, know if I want it. That's, that's the irony. So you, you need a little bit. I mean, you, I mean, yeah. I think I've got a balance now, actually, where I'm at. Yeah. I've got a good, good amount, but, you know. But it's, it's a tough question. I mean, but I think right now, I mean, as I mentioned before, I'm 37 now, and I, all my life, wanted to get bigger. At one point, I was on the ice cream diet, which was literally tub. I go to Tesco's, find the tub that had the most calorie on it, um, and end up eating, like, the Tesco Valley Cornish ice cream, melting it in a thermos and drinking it, purely for calories to put on weight. And I got heavy, but it was ugly. I didn't mm. look good, I didn't feel good, I didn't move good. I feel like that's necessary though. Do you, you know, like in success, you, you might have to stay in every weekend for four or five years before you can end up getting the Ferrari, the, the penthouse, the woman you want, you know, etc. Like in everything, in sport, you've got to stay, when all your mates are going out drinking on a weekend, you've got to stay in and train, get up early, you know, there's sacrifices mm. everywhere. With fitness, yeah, do you think there's a sacrifice where it's like, for men, you might have to get fat to get big and shredded. Is that necessary? Because I used to think it was. So... There's a lot of money in weight trade, weight gainers, um, yeah. And most weight gainers, are, you're paying for nothing really. It's yeah. Just, just well, like these mass down. gainers. A lot of these mass gainers, yeah. It's just, there's nothing. It's not great nutrition. It's just yeah. pure calories. It's pure sugars. It's just things that will weigh you down. And carbs will make you hold water, so you can very, very quickly put on weight. So it might look like because I was doing, I was using mass gainer and creatine, and yeah. that's when I put on like six kilograms in like a quick space of time over Christmas yeah. as well. Bit of alcohol, Guinness was the one. Just retained yeah. it all. Yeah. Got on the scales like 102, but I was mm. I couldn't breathe. No, I was finding it hard to move. Yeah, it's it's, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. And you're right. You know, you're basically a heart attack on legs. Yeah, I felt like it. Yeah, um, a few so, pains right there. Yeah, I was. That's why I stopped. I was. Like, I'm gonna have to stop cool. this because I put on like a lot of weight too quickly. Yeah. Dodgy. So if you are going to do the, the weight thing, you, you know, do it through food, do it through natural fats. You know, it, even things like peanut butter aren't too bad. You know, yeah, got chucking there, peanut yeah. butter in every meal to get yeah, the yeah. in that way. I had a client and he just, he just wouldn't want, didn't want to eat dirty. Just did not want to eat dirty, and it really took a lot of convincing. And in the end, I said, Look, what we'll do is we'll add half an avocado to a shake three times a day with like two tablespoons of peanut butter. Some oats, so it's still fairly clean stuff. A bit dark of chocolate, something like that. Exactly. Yeah, and he, you know, he put on damn, he put on like a stone in the space of like a month, and he wasn't the cleanest. He should have done it. How much is a stone in kilograms? Time. Seven kilos. Because these kilos. Americans are like, yeah, so huh? Well, right, if we're talking American, then it's uh, what is it? Two pounds? two pounds per kilo, so sixteen Wait. pounds, yeah. seventeen pounds. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. It's a lot, but you know what? But he got what he wanted. He wanted to bench 110 kilos. He was plateaued at 100. It's a weird he was number. Able to do it. So we, I know, but it's because he was stuck at 100. Oh, so okay. To get the next. Yeah. So we got him to that, and we got him a few PBs. Yeah. And now he's dropped the weight. The PBs come down a little bit, but he's but he's he's highly was. So it was worth yeah. putting on the bulk for a few months to do it. So. Yeah. yeah. So you'd recommend just just taking longer to get there. So instead of like being. You know that shortcut to success of like, I'm going to get big, I'm just going to eat crap and get big in a fake way and then lose it all at some point and it's a waste of your time. You think just do it yeah. naturally. And you know what, I, I think, I think you know, put on about, do, do, do the seven kilos, do the you know, 16 pounds weight increase, do it over six months, then sit at that weight 
So maintain your calories and just focus on getting stronger and stronger and stronger without being morbidly obese. And then because you've built the muscle, and the muscle is the only part of the body that burns fat 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you've now got a bigger engine. Yeah. So it becomes easier and easier to get ripped. Now this year over Christmas, I spent three weeks with zero working out. I drank alcohol and mold wine pretty much every day, ate chocolate pretty much every day, absolute crap. After the Christmas period, I was five kilos heavier, 10 pounds. After, after that, literally three or four days later, I was just two kilos heavier than when I started. And without saying arrogant, I looked in the mirror a couple of days ago and it looked fantastic. And I was like, well, because you built... You've got a muscle, giant muscle mass burning muscle that off. Burning off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that goes back to what you said earlier. Do your weight training. Don't just do your cardio nonsense. Me, me and you had that discussion, didn't we? Yeah. Had the discussion a couple of months back when yeah. I said, like, how's your cut going? You're like, easiest one ever. And I was like, that yeah. happened to me. The more muscle mass I had, the easier it was to shred it all. Yeah. So much easier. Well, this is another classic myth as well. The myth that, you know what, once you get past a certain age, it gets harder to build muscle. And, you know, and it, yeah, you can't really build muscle once you're, past, once you're past 30. And it's harder to lose weight once you're past. You know what? If you start early enough, you, you, all you're doing is just building it. It's like putting money in a bank and getting a compound, compound interest. interest yeah. I basically got com- compound interest on my muscle, which is freaking great. Mm-hmm. Compound gains. <laughs> we should do that. Compound yeah. gains, yeah. But, and they got they got to sign up for twenty years in advance. <laughs> <laughs> but trust me, twentieth year you're gonna be in great shape. That, that was in a film actually, wasn't it? CIA. You seen it with uh, Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, I have actually with uh, Kevin Hart. That's it. When he's when he's fat and then he's like, "What did you do?" And he was like, "It's real simple. Yeah. I just trained eight hours a day <laughs> every day, you know, for, for 20, twenty years." Yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Oh, so yeah. anybody can do it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On that issue, yeah, you know, people have like nine to five jobs. Everybody's busy. You know, I see a lot of fitness trainers. This is my pet hate in the fitness yeah. industry. Anybody can do it. You know, anybody can get in shape. You have time. It's not making excuses. It's like. No, 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 because a lot of you, this is your full-time job. You're in the gym eight hours a day. Mm. You know, you train for two of them. You get to go home and eat whenever you want. You know, you maybe live close to a gym. Maybe you've got one in your, like, your garage. Mm. And he nearly said garage. I'm trying to be American yeah. for these guys. Yeah. Stay authentic. Garage and in charge. Garage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, a lot of these guys, you know, they, I don't think they appreciate how little time people have had. Because they kind of like get in the gym at 16, get in great shape. By 21, they're being sponsored. They've never had that full-time job. Mm. And, you know, they've got a skewed view of how the world is. And they're like, stop being fucking lazy. And you're like, no, no, no. Like, appreciate what people are going through. Mm. Some people are on the bread line. They've got no money. They can't afford the bulking foods. Oh, Mm. it's cheap to bulk. It's like, it's easy to say when you've only got 10 bucks or 10, like, Mm. 10 pound in the bank account. It's easy to say it's cheap when you're getting sponsored by, like, Gymshark. And you've got all day to train. Like, what, what can people do? Do you think, I personally think, even going to the gym for like 20 minutes each day, if that's all you can fit in, is better than nothing, obviously, right? Mm. And people forget that. They're like, oh, I don't have a spare hour. It's like, go do 10 minutes, just do deadlifts for 10 minutes. Would you agree? Or is there other, like, other things that you can do? You know, you, you spot on. Yeah. You spot on. Again, it goes back to that compound thing we said earlier. You know, if you could, uh, if you could start putting, you know, one pound a day, in the bank it's going to build up it's going to build up it's going to build up it might only be a pound where someone else might put a tenner in three times a week or whatever like a you weekend both, right yeah yeah exactly or whatever you, you know you, you, you're both going to get there but the point is consistency 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 and as you um, as you get stronger you can train harder you can lift more load you're going to build more muscle and again because you've got a bigger and bigger engine you're going from a one litre to a two litre to a three litre it's going to get easier and easier and easier to keep the fat off 
you'll also have more energy. And so this is a, a thing that I, I talk about because I do a lot, of, a lot of speaking for entrepreneurs um, and talking about time, you know, time. We've only, everyone's got the same amount of time in the day, but you look at people like Richard Branson, and I, I know some of you don't think of as being fit because she doesn't look it massively, but Oprah Winfrey, uh, Dwayne Johnson, a lot of high all train, yeah. they all work out first mm-hmm. thing in the morning. And it's, it's been proven that your, your cognitive function, your brain's ability to focus and get things done is massively enhanced. So it's a bit like by working out in the morning, you're turning your little one-litre car into a two-litre Ferrari. Guess what? In the space of these seven hours, eight hours, ten hours you're working, if you're in a Ferrari for ten hours or you're in a horse and carriage for 11 hours, which one's going to get further? Yeah. Well, most people stay on the horse and carriage because they haven't got time to waste. Whereas the people that turbocharge their engine by doing a workout actually get more bang for their buck with the rest of their time. So actually... Going around today, everyone has got time to train. And, and you know what? It doesn't take long. And it's, it's about starting small. Give yourself, try to underachieve. So what I mean by that is if, if you know you can do a 15-minute workout, but you've not done it before, and you, you know you can do it five times a week, say to yourself, right, I'm going to do five minutes workout three times a week. And what will happen is actually you'll have to stop yourself when you want to do more. Do more, yeah. And you'll flip your psychology around. So it's no longer I've got to do exercise. You'll be in hell I back. get to do exercise. Yeah, yeah. It's my privilege. That's very and you, good. And you really start to enjoy it a lot more. Wow. That's a, st- that's, that's a great tip. I don't think anybody's ever said that. I've never seen anybody say do less fitness so that you want more. It's powerful. That kind of like trick psychology is your own body. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, it works. I like that. Like, I, I've only got enough time at the moment to really do, like, 20, 30 minutes in the morning. And then on weekends, I try and do, like, two hours. Because, obviously, with, like, first man and everything, trying to fit everything in, it's yeah. been crazy. But even that, I'm like, if I actually go there, and, but I train properly, so I just do, like, compounds on the days where I don't have time. So I know I'm getting some serious shit done. So it'd be, like, squats, deadlifts, weighted pull-ups, bench press. And then when I've got loads of time, I'll isolate the muscles, do mm. a little bit more stuff and like elaborate, maybe do some boxing. Mm. But because I go there and my intensity is like 10 times higher than the guy who's been in there for two hours just looking at women, taking photos and just kind of going yeah. Yeah, yeah. like that. What the hell is that on my trousers? Man? Oh, it's pizza dough. It looks like we turned the camera off when the battery went. <laughs> <laughs> two, two men in a house, alone, playing the deliverance. <laughs> um, I'm conscious of that camera again. And I think it's been a good podcast, so I don't want to like fuck it up again. And I know you've got to get your train. What would you want to wrap up with as last statement? And then you can plug your, you can plug your project again. Like 12 minutes or something. Yeah. Um, what do I want to wrap up with? Just like one statement you want to leave people with in a fitness sense, testosterone sense, or whatever you want, buddy. I don't want to tell you what to do. Mm. You're a big man. Yeah, sure. It's a lot of pressure on the man. Hmm. Okay, you know what, yeah, it's, it's a bit of, a, uh, bit of an aspirational thing I'd, li- I'd like to say actually, but I think something that's really, really powerful is we're living in a time now where there's a massive emphasis on self-love. You know, you've got to love yourself first and all this kind of stuff. And I think, you know what, that, that's a nice sentiment and it's important to look after yourself. But what I've found is that the happiest people are people that are putting time into helping other people. And what I've also found as well is if you want to, Gandhi said it, be the change you want to see in the world. So if your goal is to get in great shape this year, find a mate who's actually at a slightly worse level than you fitness-wise and help him to get in shape and you'll find a couple of things will happen. Number one is you'll get a great feeling of kind of, you know, just, you'll feel great. You'll get a lot of endorphins. You'll feel good by helping that other person, by helping your mate. 
But what will also happen is by you taking on the role of mentor, you'll just naturally find that your knowledge, your skill set, even your mentality towards your own training, not wanting to be a hypocrite, will increase exponentially. And I think when you know that somebody else is relying on you, when you take someone else under your wing, I think part of being a man is that. I'm a 37-year-old man with no kids. My clients are my kids. And to really succeed in what you're doing, I think you need to take on a role of helping others. Even if you're only 1% further along, that's what I I would just encourage people to do. If you're on a fitness journey this year, don't just think, okay, I'm going to really smash out my goals, but find someone that you can help with their goals and you'll just find that you'll, you'll love it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And um, what's going on with the, the Spain stuff? Final plug to end. Right, so the T90... Shameless plug. Shameless plug. T90 Warrior Weekend is something I'm super excited about. It's 15, 20 years of culmination of helping guys build muscle, lose body fat, and increase confidence. It's basically the psychology that I got from dozens of... Tony Robbins books and motivators and Zig Ziglar. So it's a psychology of success plus the accountability that men have when they're in their football team, when they're in the rugby team, that kind of camaraderie that really keeps you going. So the accountability of the group to see the change. It's training, nutrition, mindset, and it's basically everything that I give my clients on a one-to-one basis when I do these body transformations to help men be more confident, higher testosterone alpha males as that little promo video goes wake up in the morning rock hard because when your testosterone is working properly things will be uh, working properly it's four days in Calpe, spain uh, which is a beautiful part of the world um, in the sun at the end of january and then it's a 90 day online program training nutrition mindset and freaking just all round studies it looks fantastic though doesn't it I, I believe so in excited. you as well. i think it's going to be massive I, I, I trust in it I trust in you it's legit yeah. I wouldn't let you on here if I didn't think so <laughs> and you know what not everyone can afford to do my 12 week one on one programs they're not cheap yeah. so the T90 it's going to be £99 just to do the night downline program and it's about That's rewiring good. your brain so you get the results but after, at the end of it you're a changed person so it better body built to last is our little catchphrase and I'll play the promo now that you've got. But thank you for coming on, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Wake up in the morning. Rock up. It's about abs, how to get them, and how to keep them. So what's included on the Warrior Weekend? Three nights stay in a luxury hotel, four days training on the beach, in the gym, the iconic canyon, delicious and nutritious meals, seminars on mindset, T90, 90 day program to really help you transform your body and seal in those results. Still not convinced about the Warrior Weekend? Register now for our complimentary six-pack secrets plus a one-to-one, no-obligation call with me to see what I can do for you.